Hi friends, welcome back to the Love Intently podcast. I'm Sophie Kwok, your host and the founder of Love Intently, where our mission is to empower thriving relationships. Real quick before we jump into this week's episode, this month we are doing a collaboration with Live a Great Story, where we have a limited edition Love a Great Story apparel and enamel pin collection. We co-created this collection because we wanted to inspire and empower both people wearing the pieces and the people seeing the pieces to be reminded that they are fully loved loved as who they are. And this collection is super near and dear to me because it's something that I personally struggled with for a lot of my life. And if there's one thing I can do in the world is to empower people to know that they are loved, that is a cause worth doing. So you can check it all out at liveagreatstory.com. And today we have four incredibly wise and beautiful couples sharing their stories and wisdom with you today. I'll keep their intros pretty short and sweet. You can find links to all their social media handles and businesses in our show notes. And first we have Taylor and Jared. Taylor is a phenomenal lifestyle design coach and business consultant, and she is incredibly good at what she does. Spend five minutes talking to her and you'll have your mind blown. And Jared is the marketing director for a financial media company. And I absolutely love their story. So without further ado, here's Taylor and Jared. So the theme for our relationship at the start was definitely light and casual. And it was because when we met, we really just felt instantly in love with each other. But neither of us were really in the position where we wanted to commit or really accept that we fell in love so deeply, so quickly. And he had also just gotten out of a serious relationship and I was still disengaging from like a six year relationship. And so it was that kind of thing where it was like the timing was slightly off but we knew that there was something really special there. And so we decided to just keep it light and casual and really set the foundation of friendship Yeah. before rushing into anything. And like honesty and communication. And really it set this container to have just the most magnificent six months of I think both of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> where I was, we met and you know, we started talking and I was going on a business trip to Miami. And it was not really, it was like a fun business trip. And Taylor was like joking. She's like, take me with you. Like, come. I was like, like, take me, take take me me in your suitcase. In your suitcase. And I was like, well, why don't you just come? It was like two weeks after we met. And she was like, okay. (laughs) And so she flew to Miami with me. We had like the best weekend ever. It was Miami music week. Yeah. And so we were just having the best time on the beach, listening Mm -hmm. to some great music and I just remember feeling so myself and felt like he really allowed me the space to be exactly who I am. Yeah. So it, it kickstarted this relationship that was really just based off of trust and honesty. And we were just so brutally vulnerable and honest with each other because we had both been burned in the past by not being that. And so we didn't really put any expectations on each other. Like, oh, we're dating, so that means you need to be here, you need to act certain ways. We both were just very free and loving with each other mm-hmm. without any of like the nasty entanglements that can come with relationships. Yeah, and it was so funny because all of our friends were like, you guys are dating. Like, you guys are <laughs> boyfriend, girlfriend. And we were just like, what is this, like middle school? Like, why can't we just kind of ease into this and take it at our own pace? 
And we, and we stayed were, really we were firm dating. to that. <laughs> we yeah, were I'm, dating, absolutely. We were dating, but we just, we to the world, we're like, no, you guys, we're not dating, we're doing our own thing. Yeah. We're having fun, we're getting to know each other. And this was over like eight months. And in those eight months, we went to Miami, Las Vegas, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Greece, Croatia. We went to Greece, yeah. Chicago, we. like we yeah. just had, it was like a uh, fantasy land relationship for eight months. Yeah. Yeah. And we just went with groups of people, but we knew that each other was kind of our person on those trips. And uh, something that really made me fall in love with Jared is how much space he gave me to just go around and be like my very loud, outgoing, social, kind of flirty self. (laughs) And um, he could totally hold his own in that environment. And I knew then I was like, okay, this I need to hold on to this person because not everyone has a strong enough just confidence in themselves to be able to be with someone who's like, okay, bye, I'm going to go make friends, have fun on your own. And he just like totally took it in stride and, um, you know, made his own friends and did his own thing. And just, we didn't have to be attached to the hip when we were going on these adventures, which Mm -hmm. I feel like was, we're still like that. Yeah. We're really very independent people, and it was really great to find someone who is equally, if not more independent than I am, mm. and we just really value that about each other, and we love that. Like, all of our friends comment, they're like, you guys are so, like, individual and separate, and that's really just who we are as people, and so. Yeah, and we allow each other to be that way without being like, oh, you're going to go to a party without me, or you're going to go on a trip without me, or like very excited for each other that we have our own lives and even our own friends, but then we also have a lot that we share together. Mm-hmm. So I think things got more serious when we kind of got to a place where it started to feel a little bit stale. Like it was like, mm-hmm. we had to make a decision. Are we going to be serious and are we going to grow this relationship or are we just going to kind of go back a few steps? And actually we, we had this discussion while we were in Croatia and Dubrovnik. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, it was like maybe 3 a.m. It was late, yeah. And beautiful, like moonlit night. And I always have all kinds of crazy ideas. And I was like, <laughs> let's go like climb down that cliff to the ocean. It was like a really steep <laughs> cliff. It's pitch, it was dark, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was like pitch black, real steep. It was like 3 a.m. And I'm like, let's just go, let's just be crazy. And we probably got like, 75% of the way down the cliff. And we reach this point where it's like a sheer drop off. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> but then there happens to be this really cool bench. Yeah. And it was like a midway point on the cliff randomly. I don't know how this happened, yeah. but we end up sitting on this bench and we had the talk, right? We talked about, are we gonna be more serious or are we gonna take a few steps back and just be friends? And I was totally trying to play a little hard to get. I was like, well, what do you want? Like, you need to tell me what you want. And he did. He was like, I mean, I want to be with you. Like, I want to make this more serious. And I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> and really from, from there, that's kind of been a theme in our relationship is where we get to this point where we have to make a decision. And our decision has always been to continue growing and mm-hmm. challenging ourselves and uh, seeing where that takes us. And every single time our love has just expanded and our relationship has just expanded. And it's really awesome to see it grow. 
Yeah, I think growth in a relationship is really huge. You don't have to have the same interests. You don't have to have even necessarily the same lifestyle, but you have to share the same core values. And one of those values has to be growth, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you have to know how to grow together because I think what kills relationships faster than anything is when two people just naturally grow apart. And luckily thus far, we have, because we communicate really well, we have grown in the same direction and supported each other wholeheartedly in that growth. I would say some of the small things that we do to promote growth in our relationship is we're both very into personal development. Mm -hmm. And so we do, we do all sorts of silly things. I'm actually a lifestyle design coach. So I have lots of activities that Jared and I actually do. (laughs) We sit down on Sundays and we have something called learning days which is so dorky. I think it was actually my idea. I think it was Jared's idea. Thank you, yeah. It was Jared's idea originally, but we sit down and we talk about things like our goals and what we're wanting to improve on Mm -hmm. and what adventures we want to go on. And I think because we do that and we share that with one another, it's allowed us to really bond so much closer. Yeah. We also just, we allow each other to just check in and just honestly share how we feel. And so, you know, if I say, you know, I just feel, you know, maybe this is a little bit boring or I'm not really feeling fulfilled or I'm not really feeling appreciated appreciated or whatever it is, the other person or Taylor, she's not getting offended and so she doesn't shut down. It's more like, okay, what can we do to make that feeling change into something that's positive, that's joy, that's love, that's yeah. happiness. Yeah. Instead and, of your first reaction being like, oh, this is a personal attack, you know, just kind of saying, all right, let me see where you're coming from. And then let's talk about how to make it better. Mm-hmm. We're very solution oriented. Yes. <laughs> Weren't Taylor and Jared just incredible? They're a breath of fresh air and a reminder that love is fun too. It doesn't always have to be so serious, but they still value growth so much. And you can see how they empower their best selves and each other consistently. And they're evolving as well. And our next couple was Morgan and Jeremy with True Fusion. They are both the owners of True Fusion South Austin, which opens in March, and they'll be opening other locations in Austin. I love their story and their shared passion for what they do and the community that they're building in Austin. And their engagement story is pretty awesome too. Here's Morgan and Jeremy. The funny part is that it went so quickly from us just like talking to then she was coming over, but then I ended up living with her and then we ended up buying a house together. And then there was a moment where we're like, Oh, yeah, we got to get married. We should, Let's, we should do that. We should do that. <laughs> so um, we had a house together. And I remember the best thing about when, when I proposed was that my sister came up to me and she was like, hey, Morgan wants to do a surprise birthday party for you. And I think what we should do is you should surprise her with a ring. So she's doing all of this stuff. She's running around, (laughs) getting all these things done. And the whole time I know what's going on. So I know she's planning a birthday party for me, but literally she was planning an engagement party for herself. So I remember that day, like everybody comes in town. I was sick. I was sick. I was stressed out. I was like, (laughs) now I'm planning this birthday party because like it's his 30th birthday. So I feel like I have to. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I remember walking in and um, the funniest thing is like my sister was texting me. She's like, Morgan won't do her hair. She just won't do her hair. She won't get dressed. Because we had like a, my sister had a photographer and all this stuff. And I'm the baby boy. So like my two older sisters are like, this is going to be perfect. I wouldn't put on makeup either. I had like my best friend, my mom, both his sisters. Everyone was like, are you going to do your hair? And I was like, no. Are you going to do your makeup? No, I was like, this isn't my party. This is like, this is his party. I don't need to do any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember too, like she told me that the one thing that she didn't want, I knew she wanted to get married in three years. If we were dating, she wanted to get married in three years. But she was like, if you propose to me, I don't want to be surprised. She was like, I don't want a lot of people around I mean, too. I didn't want a single person so, there. Oh yeah, that was it. Not it, a it wasn't, person. It wasn't that she didn't want a surprise. She just didn't want anybody to be around. So I was like, okay, the only way I can do this is if I either surprise her or have people around. Um, and, and so I called up everybody and we ended up uh, showing up that day and I mean, the look on her face. I still, we still have the pictures from the moment, but she walks in and she's like, surprise. And then I'm like, surprise. <laughs> my, she, my jaw dropped. I had a dog in one hand. And of course I had my cell phone in the other. So I'm like, what do I, what do I do with this stuff? Where yes. do I put Lulu? What do I do with my phone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that morning too, we had went, cause she had been asking me for a dog forever. So I was like, Same I dog. Yeah, second dog. We already have one, Lulu. So we go and there's this fine, like the perfect dog we found. We went and rescued him. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, okay, there's no way this girl can say no to puppies and diamonds. <laughs> puppies and diamonds cannot be a no. So I'm like, I'm locked in. If if she says no, I'm taking the dog, I'm taking the ring, and it's over. But, you know, I knew she was going to say yes. Yeah. Well, she better at. Yeah. <laughs> if she didn't, she'd be in trouble. Yeah. And then so we our wedding was nine months later. And right before the wedding, we had decided that we wanted to open up a, fr a fitness franchise. So we started looking around and we looked at like five or six and couldn't find one that we loved. And finally, we we got married and we're going to Las Vegas on our honeymoon. So we went to True Fusion while we were in Las Vegas. And two weeks later, we came here to Austin to visit. It was actually the weekend the of the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. More like if we love it in the rain, we'll love it any other time. So we moved a year ago. Yeah, we so, we, we bought a forever home. We, we, we got married and home. sold our forever home. <laughs> um, and then we came here to start our own community, which was, it was exciting and scary because, you know, you you get married. It's it's different because we were living together. But when you're married, you're you're locked in. You're not yeah. going anywhere. Every day you wake up and you're like, how am I going to make this woman happy? <laughs> <laughs> but no. So once we moved here, you you get removed from all your friends. I lived in St. Louis for 31, 30, yeah, 31 years. Don't judge me for my age. But I lived there for 31 years and you get to know everybody. Everywhere you go, it's like cheers. You know, everybody knows your name. Um, but once we got here, we're on an island. So if we get mad at each other or if there's moments where there's tension or you're having a bad day, I can't just hop in my car and be like, hey, I'm going over such and such's house or I'm going to go down here. It's like, no, we got to sit here and we've got to do the hard work and we've got to make sure that we're good because there's nobody else that we can run away from. Especially and in like that first six months where you don't have a lot of friends and you're also like we were grinding on the business and we were just working so hard on the business we didn't have time to go out and meet new people and mingle and so it's like we just had each other and I think 
we leaned on each other really hard yeah. then too. Yeah. I think it was, it's like ripping the bandaid off yeah. when you like go out on that journey and you're like, okay, I know I want to be with her for forever. But it, when you get put on an island by yourself with just you two, you really got to be like, this is it. The good, the bad, the ugly. I didn't sign up to just love the things that I liked about her. I signed up to love her as the full person. And so when you got removed from family, friends that you can go chit chat about, or if you're mad, you learn to appreciate all facets of each other. And it was whether it's the strength that I saw from her, because it was really tough for her the first six months. Um, whenever we first got down here, it's hard to move away from family like that. So um, seeing the strength and seeing her grow as a person, being away from her parents and being away from her family, um, I just got, you know, it makes you fall more in love because you you see that person get presented a challenge and then they overcome that challenge. And I was just happy to be there and help support her while she was growing through that. And I think it helped me be stronger because I'm sitting there, I'm like, she's hurting. So I have to make sure that I'm okay so that I'm okay to help her. And that really, that really helped me find my role in our relationship. Yeah. And if I didn't have him during that time too, it, it's, I don't know what I would have done. It's, he was my rock. So our, our love story started at the gym. We went and fell in love with True Fusion on our honeymoon. And then after we fell in love with True Fusion, we came to Austin and we fell in love with the city. And we decided to uproot our lives and come here and start our own True Fusion for the people of Austin. Our next couple is Shruti and Hank, who is on episode 11 of our podcast. Shruti is an uber talented writer, content creator, blogger, and influencer, and Hank is an architect. They are both hilarious, if you haven't heard their story yet, um, and they've both overcome quite a bit to get where they are today, and so I absolutely adore their perspective on conflict and how to work through the harder things, but yet they have so much fun and make everyone they interact with laugh and feel loved. So here's Shruti and Hank. So I met Shruti at Einstein's Bagels, and then I proceeded to meet her a couple more times before I remembered her. Um, oh yeah, no, like I saw him on the road and I he was walking with um, like a frat brother or something and I was like, hey Hank, and he looked at his friend, he goes, do you know that girl? <laughs> and I overheard it and I was like, God, what a jerk. <laughs> but then I never could forget you. After oh, that. yes, yes. <laughs> but that's how we initially met. Yeah, yeah. Einstein's. I was dating someone else at the time. He was dating my sorority sister. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's all good now. After we got married, we picked up and left for London for a year. And I had a year contract position there and kind of felt like an extended honeymoon because in the UK, they don't believe in working quite so much. <laughs> um, and so every two, three weeks, we mm -hmm. go to a new country. Yeah, like actually a, a new country. <laughs> <laughs> because you can go from London to Morocco for the same price as flying from Austin to Dallas. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's an architect and every time we travel, he has like a list of buildings he wants to go look at. And for me, it's more like a list of places I want to go shop at. And so we kind of had to limit each other. I was like, we can go look at buildings for 30 minutes. For every 30 minutes you look at buildings, I'm going to go and spend some money and shop. Um, but we also yeah. would find restaurants and coffee shops along the way. Yeah. And it was kind of like those were the destinations. And then we'd fill it in with 
seeing a building or going to a shop. Yeah. Something. We're really like food centered people. And so anytime <laughs> we traveled somewhere, we had like a list of restaurants and um, artisan coffee shops we had to hit yeah. up. So it'd be like three coffees a day. Yeah. It's pretty intense. I mean, I remember <laughs> one city, we had three or four a day and we were there for three days. So we had like 12 different coffees. And so um, one of my friends said, can you write a blog post on everything you did? And I said, well, basically, it's going to be about coffee. So <laughs> food and coffee, I think we realized we both really love that when we travel. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Some of the best relationship advice. She's really taught me how to bring humor into like confrontation. Um, then on a more serious note, like always keeping each confrontation as a learning opportunity um, and sort of having that agenda every time you get into an argument it's really hard to distance like the emotional side to the logical side but an argument's totally wasted if you don't learn something about yeah. someone else and so we always try to shift as quickly as we can to like what are we learning for next time so we yeah. don't have to have this fight again i think you have to figure out like the way you fight and so a lot of that stems from the way you've seen your family fight. And we just had to figure out that um, <laughs> our families would have conflict and address it in very different ways. And so what I thought was right, he thought was wrong and vice versa. So um, really, if you could just come together and say, okay, like this is the way I've seen things resolved, or this is the way I've seen people fight. And like, how about you? And find a middle ground. Because like, for example, my parents didn't really ever talk about conflict. They just, you know, swept things under the rug. And his parents talked about conflict and talked about conflict and talked about it. For like hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to come to this middle ground of like, I have to talk more about it, but he cannot expect me to talk about it right away for extended amounts of time. Yeah. That's helped a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've learned from Hank is to lead with kindness because I'm such a like a black and white truth or lie type of person and what are you trying to say no like <laughs> I just I automatically I'm like very intense sometimes I think if I see like an injustice done I just like go straight into it whereas Hank will see it but he'll address it first in a kind manner and sort of you know disarm the person with your charm and just be like hey man like I get where you're coming from or you just are really good about being sweet and kind to people and you make everyone feel like they can open up about what it is whereas i'm just like okay that was wrong you shouldn't have done that and so um i feel like i've softened a lot through that because i always thought strength meant like you have to be um aggressive but that's not true at all so that's been sweet i think the flip side of that is i really appreciate how direct truth he is uh, because sometimes it's you you just want someone to tell you the truth and not sugarcoat it and I think where I come from, people care too much about how people feel as opposed to really helping them. And so it's a breath of fresh air to have someone just say like exactly what they're thinking. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite stories about Hank um, was when I introduced him to my extended family in India. Oh and um, So I was told that the word for hello in Telugu was- Which is the language my family speaks. Was kusu. So I practiced it a couple of times and she said, no, it's, it's kusu. It's not kusu, it's kusu. And so, okay, so I had it down. So then we FaceTime the extended family. Like my grandmother's, my grandmother, Everyone's there. Uncles, They're cousins. so excited to talk to me. Yeah. And 
the first word that comes out of my mouth is kusu. And they all looked at me and they're like, what? And like really enthusiastically, he's like, kusu, like waving and everything. And I kept saying it. And then very quickly, I find out that the word kusu actually means fart. And I had been talking to all of her family over and over again with just the oh word fart. Oh my goodness. It was so <laughs> priceless. I was like, this is what you signed up for, buddy. Like, this is what you signed up for. Then I also oh, found yeah. out my name was um, also the name of a lingerie brand in India <laughs> called Harry William. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. just thought, Harry William, Harry William, Kusu. Hanka. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of jokes um, because we have such a big cultural divide sometimes that humor yeah. is really the only way to go about it. Lastly, we have CJ and Aaron, who is on episode 22 on the Love Intently podcast. Together, they inspire and empower entrepreneurs and our wellness and fitness journey so much. They have both overcome a lot of adversity in both autoimmune diseases and Aaron losing her father, but they are just incredibly wise and in how they take the hard things in life and make them into beautiful things and how they do that for other people as well, which I really value and appreciate about them. CJ and I met in fifth grade. We lived pretty much a neighborhood apart from each other. I lived in this little circle neighborhood. He lived in the development behind me. And the joke is that my best friend and I would wait upstairs in my house for, for the sound of skateboards. And that meant that CJ and his group of little friends were coming over to my neighborhood and trying to get us to come out and play. So we would go outside, we'd spend time like around the neighborhood in the retention basin, <laughs> just basically hanging outside for hours. Um, it turned into us dating, and so we had a little relationship in fifth grade, but that really just consisted of holding hands at the skating rink and maybe giving each other a Valentine's Day teddy bear and chocolate. <laughs> you did give me a bear, I remember that. Yeah, um, but we broke up in about, I think it was sixth grade. We didn't last very long. Over AIM. Yes, we broke up over Instant Messenger, uh, but regardless, we stayed good friends. We were always in the same friend group. We were in a lot of class projects together, and just I always considered him as one of my best guy friends. It was kind of an interesting relationship because I always felt like I could talk to CJ about the things I would talk to my girlfriends about, and as we got older, he just became a really close friend to me. And we ended up going separate ways a little bit in high school. And then when we got to college, we definitely went to two different schools, had different paths, but stayed friends. So every time we'd come home for winter break, we'd hang out in a big group. He would check in on me every now and then, like, how, how are things going? Um, and so after graduating from college, I remember you came to my graduation party, but I was the big news was that I was moving to Texas. So we grew up in New Jersey and it was a big deal that I was going to go all the way to Texas to start my first job. And I just went out there and took a risk and all of our other friends pretty much stayed back. And he was like, you know, one day I hope to visit you. But again, just went separate ways. And so I was out there for about two years, maybe not even two years yet. And unfortunately, I had I went through a tragic situation where I lost my dad. And um, it was a very sudden experience. And CJ reached out to me. He actually sent me a letter. 
and he wasn't able to make it to my dad's funeral, but he sent me this letter that really touched me in a way, like, I just remember being like, no one has ever said something this nice. You're such a good friend. I hope to, you know, connect with you again soon. And so it kind of stopped there for a little bit and I'll let you pick up. Yeah, so during the time that I wrote that letter, I was working in at UBS Wealth Management outside of Connecticut uh, and New York. And it's funny, the pressure of the corporate world when you're right out of college, I couldn't leave to go to the funeral because it was my first week. So I thought I wish I was there, but for some odd reason, because I chose work, I wrote Erin this letter and just told her that no matter where she was in life and where she was going to go, if she never needed any help, uh, just give me a call because I knew that if that had happened to me, I would want somebody to reach out and just have my back no matter what. I had no idea how to empathize or sympathize. All I knew how to do was write her a letter. Fast forward a little bit. I was working outside New York City, doing a lot of personal training for myself um, in the gym, working nine to five, playing soccer, and was just like really unhappy with my life and where it was going. I was making good money had a good job, had good friends, had all that, but something was missing. And long story short, uh, my roommates started questioning, like, you seem like you want something bigger out of life. You seem like there's something out there that, that, you're, that you're chasing. And I was like, well, there's this one girl in Texas. I've always had a crush on her. I just, I could, I could never have her. Like, she's in Texas. And uh, at that moment, the person I was speaking with was like, just go fly to her. And being, I think I was like 23 or 24, I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't take that risk or whatever. But then overnight and the next week goes by and I start thinking like, can I go see her? Can I take a trip? And I actually got laid off from that job and was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to ask, reach out to her and say, I want to come visit. I want to get the heck away from New York and just see what Texas is like. So reach out to her and tell her I'm booking a week and uh, I'll let you describe how that felt yeah, when I was so, just like, I'm coming to visit for a week. <laughs> so we hadn't seen each other in a while. Like I said, I came back probably during the holidays one year, and I guess that was maybe the year prior. So it's been a while since we spent a lot of time together, and we had never really spent any time alone together. Like It was always in a group setting. So I was more than happy to have him come visit Texas and show him what my life was like and everything, but I was more so expecting it to be like, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of deal. So I was like, wait a minute, like a week? I'm not gonna take off work. How am I gonna entertain you? I don't know. So I was on a vacation with my best friend and I, she was closer to CJ at the time and he would go visit her because she was in grad school and she was like, don't worry. He'll make himself at home. You're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be fun. You don't have to worry about planning anything. Trust me. So. <laughs> Fast forward, he comes and visits. It's around like July 4th weekend. I'm still thinking I have to have these plans. And I was just like, man, he's going to think I'm the most boring person ever because I just work. This is my life. I'm just pretty chill. And it was a blast. Like we literally had the time of our lives just hanging out, talking. I think it was the first time we've ever really spent that much time alone together. And both of us internally in our heads were thinking, man, if only I could find somebody like that 
And we didn't say anything to each other the whole time because we were both thinking in our heads, like, wait a minute, you're that person not, from fifth grade. I wrote a letter. Like, uh, I wrote- Wait, that, that's at the end of the week. <laughs> so during the whole week, uh, we just were going with the flow, doing, like, I was showing him around Houston. We were going out uh, a little bit, hanging around at the pool, and people kept coming up to us and saying, like, "Are you? is that your boyfriend? Like, are you guys dating? And this happened multiple times, and I would tell him, and he was just smiling, and in my head, I was just like, hmm, like, I wonder, I guess people think we have a connection, and I could definitely feel it, but I wasn't going to say anything, because part of me was just like, I don't want to ruin this friendship. We've been friends forever, and I don't know what that would bring, so... The trip comes to an end. We finally said at the end, like, man, we're at this point in our lives now where the people we date, we really have to think about, like, are we going to spend the rest of our lives with them? We don't want to waste time. Like, I know better than anyone that life is short and that every decision we make is just so important for what our future holds. And so we talked about this a little bit, but then it was time for him to leave. And he left me another letter and I don't know if you, you want to pick up there. Yeah, so on the trip, um, Aaron has always been probably the only friend that I've ever had that is so ambitious and goal-driven um, and makes me just want to be a better human being every time I'm around her. It's like, it's contagious. And I felt it that week when I was out there, we would wake up, work out, um, go to the pool, um, meet new people, go out at night and then just redo the same thing. And it was finally someone in my life that wasn't pressuring me to get drunk or, uh, go above and beyond or anything. It was just like, let's just chill and like converse and have a good conversation and go meet new people. And it really opened up my eyes to like what the world could be like with somebody else. And I really started thinking like, wow, like this is the one, like she's the one. And that's where on It sounds crazy, but on July 4th, I think 2015, uh, we were on a rooftop and it was like after a couple of days of people telling us like, you, uh, you guys should be dating or whatever. And I'm just like, no, like she's my friend. Like I just flew out here because I want to get the hell away. And, uh, I took this picture and she's smiling, looking at the fireworks and I just like Snapchat, like, of course I'm buzzed. It's July 4th. And I Snapchat on my friends. Like, I wish I could marry her. And I just remember, I can remember vividly that moment right now, what she was wearing. And just to be sitting here is like even crazy in itself. But at that moment, I decided in my head that I was going to do whatever it took uh, to get there and to, to have her by my side and to provide and, and be a val- more valuable than just a friend. And the tough part was I was supposed to move to Nashville three to three weeks later. And both of us did not want to do long distance. We had already done that in previous relationships. And we're just like, I wrote her this letter that said, you should come visit Nashville. And like, we'll just catch up in six months. And both of us were just like, yeah, we're going to the airport. And I just remember thinking in my head that I'm going to cancel this flight and stay. And I couldn't, obviously, because I was getting ready to move to Nashville. Um, But I really wanted to. And we kept texting back and forth. And I told her, I was going to come visit again uh, one month later. And she started kind of like freaking out and was saying like, you can't do that. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I was like, I don't care if she tells me no, I'm going to come anyway. And I moved to Nashville July 27th of 2015. And on July 28th, uh, so I drove 12 hours from New Jersey to Nashville on July 27th, uh, unpacked my little, I had a two-seater car, just unpacked all the stuff threw it in an apartment. And the next day I drove another 12 hours to see her in Houston. 
And uh, surprise, surprise, I show up on her front door like four weeks after that first trip. And then the cool thing about that is we're like, let's take a weekend trip to Austin. I had never been there. She was for South by. And I was like, I want to check out this cool city. So we got a cool Airbnb right off Lady Bird Lake. And I just remember like running on that lake with you, waking up early and, and doing a run and just thinking in my head, like someday we're going to be here. Now that we're here, um, looking back, definitely there was a lot of things that happened in life, but we came here because we wanted to do a career change and a life change for both of us. And uh, yeah, what brought us to uh, Austin? Yeah, so I was just really determined to make the most of our future together and thought that the best thing for me to do was return to grad school so that I could pursue a completely different career path. And UT was my number one choice and it ended up working out and we loved Austin so much. We were so happy to be here now that we actually just went on our honeymoon to Hawaii and it was amazing. We loved Hawaii, but we knew we were doing the right thing when we got off the plane and we're happy to be back in Austin and excited for everything that's to come. Yeah. And I think like looking back, like the coolest part is and the, the biggest advice I can give anybody is to like follow that thing that's pulling at your heart. Like you don't know when your last day is going to be. So that little dream that you have, go after it because we wouldn't be here if that wasn't happening. Like, the brand that I started that allowed me to even follow her here to Austin was due to her father and um, just really thinking about how we want to live every second of our life. So, And I think also knowing that you tried, even if to your point earlier, you said, even if it, if I said no or whatever, you came anyway. So I think we try to live a lot of our life that way and make decisions that way. Even if it doesn't work out, at least we can live with the fact that we tried versus we didn't go after it. Yeah. And I take that with everything that I do in life. Even that, like you said, visiting her, um, I thought in my head, like I've had something for this girl my entire life. And I can't go any further without at least going to see her once and then afterwards I can move on um, but fortunately we're sitting here today and I just take that with me with everything I do whether it's life love or business just go after it 150 miles per hour thank you so much for listening friends it was an absolute blast sharing these stories and spending time with these couples they are some of our most cherished couples in our community so special thank you to each one of you if you liked what you heard, it would mean the world if you could subscribe or leave a written review on iTunes. It really helps other people find us. And again, if you want to find more on the Love A Great Story campaign, find us on Instagram at liveagreatstory or at love.intently or just go straight to liveagreatstory.com where you'll find our entire Love A Great Story collection. And one last gift I have for you. Have you ever taken our love personality quiz? Love Intently is all about empowering thriving relationships. And a huge part of that is learning how you love and building self-awareness to what matters most to you and your partner. So after you find your love personality, I would definitely recommend getting your partner to take it as well. We find that it's helped a lot of other couples communicate what's most meaningful to them and ultimately our why, empowering them to have thriving relationships. You can find it all at leventently.com. Thank you so much again for listening. We really value your time. Until next time, with love and intention. Intention.